Welcome back everyone, I'm Ben Jenkins in another episode on History in the Valley. I first want to apologize for the delay in episode posting, as you can tell. I was on a week-long trip out west with my whole family, and I had to put this episode off, meant for June 13th. Due to this, the season finale episode has been pushed back into July, and will air on the 11th rather than on the 4th, to allow more time for research and to celebrate Independence Day. This lost but not forgotten episode shoutout goes to the Roanoke chapter of the National Railway Historical Society and also to the Friends of the Virginian Railway. These two organizations celebrate the Valley's rich rail heritage and its history through archival recordings and public awareness with volunteering preservation efforts and localized events. You can reach them via their website or Facebook page to learn more from them and maybe even join. I hope that you all are enjoying the series so far, and without a further ado, on to the episode 6 of season 3. Enjoy. Known for its large operations in the coal fields of West Virginia and later its electric locomotives, the Virginian Railway was referred widely to as the richest little railroad in the world, or locally as Roanoke's other railroad. Formed in 1907, the Virginian Railway ran roughly 443 miles from Deepwater, West Virginia through Southside Virginia to Norfolk on the East Coast. The railway had its own coal piers in Norfolk and separate rail yards throughout its line. Its sole purpose as a railroad company was to be the most efficient Appalachian coal carrier in the Commonwealth, as its route was carefully and precisely designed with extremely high standards above other railways. The Virginian was a competitor with the more well-known Norfolk and Western Railway and didn't share traffic despite running its line through Norfolk and Western's headquarters at the city of Roanoke. The Virginian Railway also operated passenger service, yet it, quote, didn't, did not typically seek out heavily populated areas to build stations, quote. Therefore, a passenger stop in southwest Virginia's largest city would be an oddity to the railway, but beneficial in the long run. This is where our historic site comes in. Located off of Jefferson Street, across the railroad tracks from the Dr. Pepper Park, the Virginian Passenger Station is made up of blonde-colored bricks with a hip roof made of clay tiles and terrazzo floors, a style better known as Spanish Colonial Revival. This one-story station, in fact, has two separate buildings under its single roof, one designated for baggage and express, while the larger one was for the passengers. According to the Virginian Railway Heritage Trail website, the station was allegedly designed from a New York Central Railroad standard station plan. Its overall design and appearance was to reflect the railway's unique and efficient rail line, 
and thus the name the company's crowning jewel of stations on the Virginian Railway, as quoted by the Roanoke Valley Preservation Foundation. Groundwork began in September of 1909, two years after the railway's formation, and was completed in the following year to officially start running passenger trains between West Virginia and Norfolk. Each year, the passenger station was a host to thousands of travelers, and it continued to serve so until the railway ended passenger service with the last train leaving on January 29, 1956. The station was abandoned for three years up to the Virginian Railway merging with the Norfolk and Western Line in 1959. After a few years acting as storage space and office units, the Norfolk Western, later Norfolk Southern, effectively had no use for the aging station and therefore leased it to various owners, becoming a country store and prior to that a feed and seed supply facility. A terrible fate struck the Virginian station on a bitter cold winter night in January 2001 when a fire broke out and severely damaged the old building caused by an oil drum fire. This ironically occurred exactly 45 years to the day when passenger service had ended. Following the incident, the station was again left abandoned, going into the following decade, yet it was frequently visited by local preservation groups as they tried to restore as much of its originality as possible given permission by Norfolk Southern. When the severe threat of demolition arose in the late 1990s due to the continual expansion of Virginia Tech's Carillion Medical Facilities, the Virginian Passenger Station was quickly labeled as a Virginia landmark in April 2003 and two months later listed in the Virginia National Register of Historic Places, saving the structure from demolition. In 2005, the Norfolk Southern donated the station and its surrounding land to the Roanoke chapter of the National Railway Historical Society. The railroad chapter partnered up with the Roanoke Valley Preservation Foundation, spent many years accommodating money from state and federal funds, VDOT, various large groups, and from dozens of local events in order to prepare to fully restore and rehabilitate the building. After raising nearly $2.3 million, the preservation groups began renovations in September 2009, but an unofficial groundbreaking ceremony took place a few years later in 2012 that officially kick-started the restoration phase plan. Nearly 15 later, years later, after the 2001 fire, the Virginian passenger station was opened, fully restored, and ready for use. Today, part of the passenger station serves as a main office for the Roanoke Rail Chapter, with plans for a future mini-museum dedicated to the Virginian Railway. The other, much larger space today is still open to any leaser or business venue that wants to take its place. Despite being in the shadow of the much larger Norfolk and Western Railway, 
The Virginian overall left a large mark in the two valleys. The Virginian passenger station and three other stations, most of them being freight, are the only original infrastructure still standing along the line amongst miscellaneous Virginian properties and rolling stocks, and they are a testimony of the railway's existence. The Virginian passenger station, however, stands above the other relics as the crowning jewel of the railway with its beauty, design, and place in the heart of Southwest Virginia's railroad heritage city. The station reflects the legacy and identity of the Virginian Railway and will continue to tell the story of a small railroad that was the most important company at that time in the entire Commonwealth. This episode was put together with research from many sources and references, including the Roanoke Chapter of the National Railway Historical Society, WDBJ7, the Roanoke Valley Preservation Foundation, the Virginia Department of Historical Resources, Abandoned Rails of Roanoke, Virginia, WLSOS 10 News, Friends of the Virginian Railway, AmericanRails.com, the Virginia Museum of Transportation, Railroads of Virginia-VirginiaPlaces.org, the Virginian Railway Heritage Trail Blog, Digital Commonwealth Massachusetts Collections Online, Princeton Railroad Museum, the Seaboard Station Railroad Museum, Hawkins Rails, the Roanoke Times, City of Roanoke, Virginia, the Norfolk and Western Historical Society, Discover History and Heritage Magazine Series, SuffolksTrainStation.com, and finally, the Historical Society of Western Virginia. Please support them by visiting their site or social media page to learn more about the Virginian Railway and its passenger station. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. With every new episode made and posted, I ask that you spread the word around about this podcast. Invite family and friends to listen in too. This in turn helps provide podcast performance feedback on Anchor, my online recording studio. Don't forget to find me on Spotify or Google Podcasts by searching History in the Valley. Save it to your playlist and enable notifications so that you don't miss out on the latest episodes. My email, benthehistorian1 at gmail.com, is open if you wish to send me any questions, episode commentary, or feedback that will help improve this podcast. I'm Ben Jenkins, and until the next episode, where there's history, there's a story to be told. Have a good week, everyone.